We're excited to bring you a segment called Straight Talk. This is one of my favorites. It's, <laughs> it's your opportunity to share your questions, your comments on topics relating to the faith or on things happening across the world or around our local uh, parishes, our local diocese, or with our... Uh, we also talk with our local priests uh, uh, for the Straight Talk segment. Now, are we ready for the sound effect? When you hear the sound effect... Please call 877-795-0122. There it is. 877-795-0122. Our guest this morning, Father Joseph Barrett of the Diocese of Fargo. Father, you're a priest in Oriska and where else? Oriska, Hope, Sanborn, and also chaplain at the State Hospital in Jamestown. Holy smokes, you're busy. Yeah, drive around a lot. (laughs) (laughs) Well, welcome. It's so wonderful to have you here. Oh, that's great. Well, yesterday we had a feast day, a feast of the Assumption. Uh, Explain a little bit about what that feast day is all about and and how maybe Mary has affected your life and maybe how Our Lady has led you closer to her son. Okay, well, as Catholics, we believe Mary was assumed body and soul into heaven. And I think the primary thing that says to me is that we were created good and it's about love that God loves us and he loves all of us (laughs) and you know sometimes you think like the flesh is bad or the world is bad or created things are bad and that's not true at all yeah that God loved it he created it in fact when he created man he said we were very good yeah and um, with that too we honor Mary you know because she was pure she I don't know, I think this is a little controversial, whether she had the possibility to sin, but I think she had the possibility to sin, but she gave her will over to God. She gave her fiat. She said, yes, to um, cooperate with God's grace, you know, to be released from sin. And she cooperated with that and um, brought Jesus into the world. And Jesus came into us through Mary. And then the other thing I was thinking about with the assumption is how a father's love and a mother's love is different. And we have the father's love, but we also have the mother's love, the mother, um, our mother Mary. And she's not a God. She's not divine. She's a human being, but she is our mother in heaven. You know, she gave Jesus his flesh as he came into the world. Yeah. And a lot of things happened to me on August 15th. <laughs> Don't know if I should share them or not. I'm always saying that in my homilies, <laughs> and then I share it. But it's been 15 years since I had a drink, and it was August the 15th that I decided not to drink anymore. And um, that was coincidence. I didn't pick it because it was the Assumption of Mary. In fact, I picked it because of some um, bad things going on in my life. But, yeah, I feel Mary's health and my strength. I've had health problems and things. I could always I feel God's presence, but you can feel Mary's presence, too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that that wonderful mother she is to all of us and an example for how we should be living our lives. And she always points us closer to Jesus, everything she does, you know, and and rightfully so when there's um, people who think that we worship Mary, we don't. It's just she always points us to even a greater, deeper way to Jesus, her son. That's, That's her role is to constantly deflect and point to him. All right. And as one of us, it's kind of like I like baseball a lot, and I don't worship Babe Ruth, but I do think he was a salt in the swat. You know, he was the um, greatest baseball player, you know, and I had a card with a picture of him when I was a kid, you know, and it's that way with Mary that we give her honor because she was right. the first, and she did, you know, cooperate with that grace, and she was sinless, you know. Exactly. Yeah. And we have to remember that it was Jesus that gave her to us. 
on the cross, did he not? <laughs> oh, yes. He, yes. He, he said, you know, here is your mother. mother. It wasn't giving her just to John for John to take care of. Right, Father? I mean, right. he was giving her to all of us at that point. Oh, yes. And it is. And she is our mother. And she's our mother in heaven. And she has that mother's love. You know, and my, think about it. My father's love, he was always trying to spur me on to do better. And yeah, and sometimes he's a little tougher with me. Where my mom, when I got in trouble, the first question out of her mouth was always, "Are you okay?" Yeah, yeah she was the nurturer. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, we just want to ask our listeners: uh, this show is really made by you, and your your questions, your comments, uh, things you would like to talk about. So our number is eight seven 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 nine five zero one two two. You can also connect with your questions or comments on Facebook. Just send us a comment on Facebook, and we'll read it on the air, and we'll. Ask ask father about it and uh, maybe he can uh, give you an answer of something that maybe has been troubling you or something that maybe uh, you need a little more clarification on or maybe just want to get uh, a, a priest's perspective on something that uh, you've been thinking about or what might be happening in the world or so forth um, father you are a pastor in a few rural uh, parishes in our diocese um, yes uh, Makes it a little more of a challenge as far as uh, being a pastor in, say, uh, an urban church? And uh, has being a rural pastor brought you closer to God? I think so. And it's being a pastor has been difficult for me. Father Vitch used to tell me you're having much more fun as an associate than you'll ever have as a pastor. <laughs> <laughs> and I see what he means. And even like we were talking about um, St. Francis de Sales, the roof caving in, <laughs> just running the physical plant and stuff like that could be a challenge sometimes. Yeah. And then... um. Right now, especially in one of my parishes, we're having trouble with attendance and, you know, just getting people there and that the rural community is shrinking. Yeah, and it is. It presents a challenge. Yeah. So it's important. Uh, we had that convocation of uh, parish leaders, uh, ourselves in the Crookston Diocese, had it uh, last winter, uh, November uh, 30th and December 1st. One of the big things we were talking about was outreach in the rural uh, areas, not only to folks who maybe are not Catholic and we want to invite them, but we need to re-invite our Catholic brothers and sisters back to the fold, do we not? Yes, we do. And we have to re-evangelize. And there, we've got one lady, and this is the other thing with rural parishes too, that most of the people there chip in, you know, that it's, and chip in a lot. And we have one lady, she's been writing letters for me to send to people and we're um, sending people that used to be Catholic or that were associated with our church and just inviting them to come back, you know, to come back home. Okay. Well, and that's, and that's so important. You know, it's catechesis is such an important part that is just not when we're younger in our homes, you know, it's a lifelong learning that we need to have in our, and growing in our relationship with Christ. It's a pilgrimage from the moment we're born until the moment we leave our, our natural life. And so it's just so important for us to constantly learn and grow. And uh, I think sometimes when kids get done with confirmation, they think they've graduated and they're done. And it's like, oh no, it's just starting. <laughs> oh. Right, and you think of the deposit of the faith, and then God, you know, he's infinite. And you could never say, well, I got that faith thing. Okay, God, I understand that. Let's move on to something else, you know, right. that, it's, <laughs> that we're always learning and growing, you know, in our lives. And that's for the faithful, and that's for the priests and the pastors, too. Yeah. Exactly, and that's what's so beautiful about Real Presence Radio and EWTN Network, that they can help us to constantly learn and grow, you know, even just... Uh, 
being there on holy days of obligation and how you can even deepen your faith so much more from being present on those special holy feast days uh, the lives of the saints there's so many things we can do to continue to grow and so it's really wonderful with your rural outreach to help because they're busy you know the farming life is uh morning until evening and around the clock <laughs> you know it's just important to take time for Jesus. Oh, it is. In fact, I was encouraged this year how many people we had at the Feast of the Assumption. And you mentioned one of our farmers came in. You could tell he'd been working. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, but, but kudos to him for coming in right off the field and, uh, exactly. and, and yes. being where he needed to be uh, yes. on, on a day where we really, we really set aside to, to truly honor. We, we set aside a couple of days during the year, and this is one of them where we honor our Blessed Mother. And, uh, and, and you touched on it, Father. Uh, sh- she is a nurturing, loving mother. It's, it's that nurturing that, sure, our, our, our Father and, and, and Jesus and the Holy Spirit will nurture us but to have that 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 person that that mother who flesh and blood like us who knows us who knows what we go through and to be able to be able to go to her and say help yes you know Mm -hmm. and 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 you know she's going to take you in her arms and she's like you had mentioned are you okay (laughs) and 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 that's 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 uh something that's uh i think uh very special in our Catholic faith, where we 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 set aside time and we set aside our hearts to honor her. Mm-hmm. Uh, like you said, Jenny, we don't worship her, right? But we honor her, we venerate her as we should, as Christ asked us to do. And from think the cross. and think about it. You know, and Jesus's love for all of us is is beyond what we could ever comprehend. But when you think of his love for his mother, and if we take our prayers and ask for our mother mary's intercession you know how great are her prayers in front of christ (laughs) and and you know all the saints uh their intercession are so important to us but boy mother mary i think she's got a real in (laughs) well here's a question i'd like to bring up with you father and that is uh that is intercession um when we when we pray and we ask saints to intercede for us there are uh those i know in the protestant faiths who will say well you don't need to do that you could just go right to jesus himself and 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 pray right to him why the need for intercession okay well first of all you would go to jesus yourself and pray but if i asked you for prayers if i told you i'm really struggling with this you know i'm having trouble with the church you'd pray for me if i asked you you'd you'd say well yeah i'm going to pray for you and say well why don't you go to jesus yourself you know and it's because of their love for us, and really, they're members of the church. You know, we have the church here on earth. We have the church suffering in purgatory, but we have the church, you know, fully realize that Mary, when she died, she's still a member of our church and a member of it. And it's the love, the common bond, you know, and we come together. And one thing that's beautiful with the Catholic faith and probably Protestant faiths, too, is we're not doing it alone. You right. know, we don't we're, have to do it alone. <laughs> right. Oh, that's so beautiful. Excellent, excellent answer. Well, we have our, our first caller on the phone. Uh, Dennis, are you there? Yes. <laughs> oh, wonderful. Dennis, uh, where are you from? Hope, North Dakota. Oh, fantastic. Well, what is your question, Dennis? It has to do with Holy Day and Sunday obligation, okay? Now, obviously, we've always been taught that those are the Holy Day's obligation is a mortal sin to skip those, okay? <laughs> but what, what, what kind of gray area where you'd have some latitude, like, say, 
who gets to make the call? If the, you think the weather's bad in the winter that, uh, well, maybe I shouldn't go. And maybe your neighbor thinks it's okay to go. Or <laughs> they are traveling or, and, uh, you just, yeah, maybe you could Google search and find a Sunday mass somewhere, but you don't, you're not sure about driving like deep into a city or something where it'd be like safer just to keep driving. And under what circumstances can you kind of give yourself an exemption if that's, uh, <laughs> well, that's a good question, actually. Yeah, it's it a good question, and I'll say something. He was the farmer I was talking about. Ah, <laughs> Dennis, good job, way to go. <laughs> um, and it's I would say what's reasonable and what a re- what you would think. It's kind of the law. They say what would an ordinary reasonable man do? What would a reasonable person do? And then, as far as whether you know. How do you know? Yeah, I'm not going to speak for God you know, and say, you know, but I assume if I'm trying my best, I'm making reasonable effort, you know, and it's not really because I've had that. And I grew up, you were talking about San Francisco. I grew up in Melbourne, Florida. And I mean, we put down jackets on if it was below 50 degrees <laughs> and we were yeah. freezing and I wasn't used to the snow. And sometimes someone would think maybe, well, I could drive, but I look and what I do, I that North Dakota map, the dots are if the roads are dotted red. I'm not going out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And and God wants us safe, yeah. Uh, yeah. Dennis. I, I mean, God wants us safe. I remember uh, their church was still going on. Church will always go on because the priests are always going to have mass. Um, you know, they they have to celebrate mass every day. But God also knows if if you're putting yourself your life at risk that. Uh, you know, you're going to be dispensed probably from that obligation. Yes. Father, if that does happen and uh, you just couldn't make it to Mass for some reason, would you encourage uh, that person to go to their parish priest and explain why they couldn't go to Mass and and, and, and see if, if everything's all right How there? do you get that dispensation? Yeah. Oh. I do think that's a good thing to do, and sometimes it's kind of funny when you hear a confessional a lady will come in and say, "Why well, skip Mass Sunday?" And you talk to her, and she'll say, "Well, I was in the hospital." <laughs> God, <laughs> you know, God bless you. That's not a sin, but it's still good. They recognize the obligation, and I think right. it is good with something troubles us to bring it to the priest show and confession, or just talk to the priest about it. Yeah. Sure. Hey, D- Dennis, I have a question for you. Are you yeah. still there? What were you doing? Yes, I am. What were you doing before you went to Mass at Assumption? What were you working on? <laughs> Uh, I'm a farm tractor. Okay. I'm on one of my tractors. Father said you looked like you yeah. were working, but... He... Well, God, God bless you. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you so much, Dennis, yeah. for all your hard work. Oh. Okay. Yeah, goodbye. All God right, bless you, Dennis. Dennis. Thanks. Thank you. You know, and we and you know we we think about people, especially in rural areas, and uh, and and the, probably extra challenges uh, for them. Uh, and it's one of the reasons why the diocese of Fargo now has started a um, rural life celebration. We've we've done it for two summers now. Uh, we first year. Um, we uh, had it in, near Harvey at a farm near Harvey. This past year, we had it at a farm near Grafton. Uh, we're thinking of going uh, into uh, south, uh, the, the, the south central or southwest part of the diocese coming up. But we need to recognize, Father, if you agree with this, we need to recognize 
the folks in our rural areas and and what they are doing and the sacrifices they're making uh, and and the role that God plays in their lives. Absolutely, Paul. And on that note, we want to remind our callers to call in 877-795-0122. Join in the conversation about rural life in North Dakota, Minnesota. We have South Dakota listening area. We're even into Wyoming now and some of Wisconsin. So uh, those of you listening who are uh, in the rural life, uh, bring bring uh, your comments or questions to the conversation. That just only makes the segment even better. So 877-795-0122, or you can contact us on Facebook, um, which is always an awesome way. Um, people see it on Facebook. They're able to look at those questions and ponder them as well. So, Father, uh, getting back to the, uh, the rural life uh, uh, issues and so forth, um, People who make their living in the rural areas, and, and you are around them all the time, uh, they really need to. The, the, do you find that they they have a, that extra special uh, maybe awareness of what God, who God is, and what He is doing in their toils? Oh yes, from creation. In fact, when I was down in Florida, we'd talk about like the. Um where they'd have an agricultural parable. They'd say, well, we don't know about it, but the seed going into the ground. I mean, here people know, they see it, you know. They see it, they're actually, you know, bringing life forth. They're helping to bring life forth. They see it when the crops come. And then they're feeding people too. And the other thing I was thinking about, just when we were talking to Dennis, how it's really a vocation, like with a priest. Yeah, I might take a day off or I might want to do something, but I'm never not a priest. I can't, you know. Sure. And, yeah, you know, that they're available to help, and it's there with um, the farms too. You know, I mean, so twenty four seven. Yes, absolutely, twenty four seven. Even in the winter months when things are dormant, uh, those that are planting the ground are planning for the next, you know, season, and and those with livestock or animals, I mean. They're constantly year-round. <laughs> yeah. I, I worked on a dairy farm a couple of summers. That's it, a it, lot it, of work. I, that is that is that is twenty-four-seven. Mm-hmm. That's something else. You can't take a break from that. Can't take a vacation. <laughs> no, and, yeah. and 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 it, you know, and I think about uh, the, you know, how much the, our folks in the rural areas, and not just the farmers, but the folks who live in those small towns, so and so forth, how. Uh, how they are so dependent on agriculture and how agriculture is so dependent on the mercy of God. Yes. Yeah, in fact, let's talk about that because it's been uh it's been a tough year for farmers. So imagine being a priest in, you know, with rural life. I mean, there's a lot of those issues that you help them, you know, get through or or different connections they can make to help with those events that are happening in their lives with drought or with too much rain or and so forth. Oh yeah, well, this year with the weather, it's been a strange year, and you even feel that for them because with this crop, we don't know how it's going to turn out. You know? mm-hmm. <laughs> well, it's a couple of weeks behind right now yeah. as far as filling out. Well, and it's not just that you have the whole trade war going mm-hmm. on with prices, you know yes. prices with soybeans and corn. I mean, there's a lot of different variables. So, how do you, Father, as a spiritual leader in your church, how do you help your your parishioners with those types of issues? Um, I'd say my main, main message would be to hang in there. <laughs> mm-hmm. And really, in life, we never know what's going to happen. And sometimes, you know, I've had things where they seemed like terrible tragedies in my life, you know, and disasters. And they were. I didn't like going through them. But I got something out of them, too, that God's at work, you know, and things take us by surprise. 
but it never takes God by surprise. He goes, oh, man, I didn't know that was going to happen. I'm sorry, you know. And that there is a plan. There really is, you know. And mm-hmm. if we just hang in there. And that God, he doesn't promise to take away all our troubles, but he does promise to be there with us and strengthen us in our troubles, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I've thought of this a lot, and I know there's so many huge numbers in you know, my, my husband's an economist, so of course I'm more in tune with, you know, all the trade stuff. But, uh, you know, how can we as a country, you know, help our farmers in need if those markets aren't being opened? Or what can we do? It's often just kind of been on my mind, you know, what can we do? Just like with St. Francis Thrift Store and how they collaborate with other organizations in the community to make sure the people in need get the need, you know, the help they need. You know, what can we do to help the farmers, you know, that are going through some pretty big struggles right now? And a lot of them aren't going to get their crop insurance in full. So it's just, there's a huge need for our listening area to think about how we can help our neighbor who are farming this year. Oh yeah, they are our neighbors. And the other thing too, with the family farms i mean it's families too and really as a country as a people as a church the families are the primary unit and it's really the primary way that god's love comes through us even more than the church that we support the family yeah Mm-hmm. Well, again, our number is 877-795-0122. We really, really would love to have your questions, your comments. Uh, give us a call. Otherwise, uh, put your comment on Facebook and uh, ask your questions. We have just a few minutes left uh, before we're going to have to move on to the next part of our show. So if you have that question, give us a call. Also, we're going to change directions here just a little bit. Uh, Father, a question uh, uh, that we have for you Um how has the sacrament of confession played a vital role in your life as a priest? Oh, well, I'm a pastor, I'm a priest, and I'm still in need of God's forgiveness. And it is to feel the mercy of God. You know, and the other thing with confession, like, because one question I'll get a lot, and usually from Protestants, but sometimes from Catholics, is why can't I go directly to Jesus? He can forgive my sins. And I think God gave us the sacraments for lottery. We live in the physical world. We're physical people. And that's one way. And if I've done something really wrong and I pray to Jesus to forgive me, there's always that doubt in my mind. Well, did he really? <laughs> and, that's a good point. And he came and he gave us the sacrament. He breathed the Holy Spirit and the apostles and told him, who sent you forgive they are forgiven. And when you hear the words of absolution coming from a priest, you know that Jesus Christ has healed you. And he promises in Scripture, and I take your sins when you confess them. I remember them no more. I throw them behind my back as far as the east is from the west. And you can know you are truly, really forgiven when you walk out of that you know, sacrament. And I've had that where I've talked to a priest. And then, too, with it, you know, the priest can give you advice and help you and counsel you. And sometimes I joke with people. When I say the words absolution, that's the words of Jesus speaking to you through the ages. When I give you advice, that's my advice, and it might be worth what you're paying for it. But yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but it's still it's good to get that other yeah, yeah. Sure. to get that. But, other. but but to be able to hear those words, oh yes, and, and know that uh, you have has a priest that that I don't want to say authority, but that gift has been given to you all the way down from Saint Peter all the way down to now, uh, given that, that you can, in a physical way, speak f- as our Savior and, and, and give that forgiveness. It is a gift. And even on a personal level, when someone comes in, because I've had people, what do you think when someone confesses something horrible? You know, do you judge them? On a personal note, I'm honored that you would come in and, try, you know, and trust me to deliver that sacrament to you. You know, it's an honor to be able to sit there and to sit there for Jesus and to offer that forgiveness. Yeah. 
I, that always, I'm in awe of that, of that gift that you have. That and also the gift of being able to perform that, the, the transubstantiation uh, at oh, the yeah. altar, of, of changing yeah. the body and changing the bread and wine of the body and blood. I'm just always in awe of that. Yeah, <laughs> and, and I know that, um, you know, with the sacrament of confession, I'm in awe of priests who are very pastoral. And I just want to thank priests out there that are so pastoral in the confessional because I know that um, there have been instances in my family where someone hasn't been, you know, and it caused my dad to leave the Catholic Church for since he was 20 to until he turned 56, um, you know, and it, just to be pastoral and to listen and to guide and, and, and firm with truth, but also with love. And so I want to just thank priests who do that. And Oh, yeah, and it is to be pastoral because that's what Jesus would say. You know, right, I mean. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, and, and I guess to elaborate a little, you know, my, my dad wanted to plan his family. You think of the 60s and how crazy that was, and he told the priest that, and the priest said, go start your own religion. And, well, he, he you know, a 20-year-old Marine, what does he do? He, he leaves until <laughs> he turns 56, but now he's full force back into the faith and, and loving it. But but there have been those confessional experiences for people that uh, kind of make it hard for them to go back and so you know i just want to thank priests that are so pastoral and so loving and 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 have that dialogue with you know their parishioners that's really a great thing oh, yeah. what do you say father to people who may have experienced something like that what would you say to them if uh if if they have experienced uh, a situation where maybe they were turned off by a priest um, first of all i'd apologize to him on the priest's behalf and then the other thing we do have to realize that i'm a priest but i'm a human being too and sometimes i'm like got a lot of irish blood in me <laughs> i've lost my temper before and i've lost it as a priest you know and then i have to really apologize because the impact you have on people you know yeah. that's not what god would want me to do he doesn't want me to lose my temper with anybody right, you know right. and and when we do that but to realize that too I guess not give them a break so much, but to realize they are human beings and they can make mistakes. And it's kind of like a bishop. Bishop Fold is not listening. But <laughs> <laughs> in, our, <laughs> in our office of readings the other day, the um, I can't remember. It was Maximilian Colby. He said, do bishops make mistakes? And he said, yes, they do. And they give bad orders. And he says, but you'll never make a mistake following a lawful order of your bishop. Yeah, unless he's telling you to sin, then that would be a mistake. But sure. yeah. Well, we ask people to call one eight seven 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 nine five zero one two two. We have just a few minutes left with uh, Father Joseph Baird. You can call that number again eight seven 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 nine five zero one two two, or reach out to us on Facebook, uh, Real Presence Radio Facebook page. You can type in your comment; it'll come right in front of Janine here, and she can uh, she can read your comment to uh, Father Barrett, and uh, and maybe he can ask a, or answer a question uh, that you may have. Yeah, eight seven 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 nine five zero one two two. We only have about four minutes left, so we would sure love to have your questions. Again, our straight talk segment is just such a wonderful opportunity for for our callers, uh, our listeners to to ask a priest a question that maybe they're 
you know, thinking about. Uh, there's so many things going on in the world. Um, you know, maybe there's something you want to comment on and, and ask the priest how, how our Catholic faith would respond to, to those certain issues going on. Uh, or maybe you want to ask even uh, something about St. Francis Thrift Store right here in Fargo at 1425 First Avenue South. Uh, ask, you know, a question about that or make a comment about how it has touched your life uh, in some way. Yeah. So, Father, uh, talk a little bit about uh, the parishes you serve. We have, uh, oh, we have a caller. You do have a caller. Yeah. Okay. All right. Wonderful. So, uh, De- Dennis from Hope is back with <laughs> us. He has another question for you. Are you there, Dennis? Oh, we lost him. Oh. Okay. <laughs> okay. Well, we'll wait for him to come back here. We've got a few minutes left, Dennis, so try again. And Well, that question, once again, uh, talk a little bit about uh, your three parishes and your, your, your ministry, wh- where you are serving. Uh, talk a little bit about that. So what, do you, what do you like the most about maybe being a pastor in a rural area? Um, bringing Jesus to people and actually the respect and the love you get from the people. Yeah, and even sometimes in difficult times, like we've had difficult conversations in our parishes sometimes, but still you see the people's love for church, the love for God, you know, and the love for you. And sometimes even as a priest, yeah, like people give you gifts and you feel almost unworthy, you know, (laughs) you feel almost unworthy of that, you know, that, man, I am just a human being, you know, but they're so appreciative of you bringing Jesus to them, yeah. And you have three parishes, right? You right. Have, what's in there? Ariska, Hope, Hope, Sanborn, and the State House one. They're two days, usually Monday. So you go Monday. to Jamestown as well? Yes. Okay. That must be an interesting and, and, and tough assignment. It was tough. I've been doing it for a little over 14 years now. And when wow. I moved, I asked if I could keep the chaplaincy out there. And I do it more part-time now. It used to be there five days a week. And I love that ministry. I really do that. Sometimes... You talk to somebody and you can see where you're making a difference in their life right now, <laughs> a major difference. Yeah. What a challenge I think that would be uh, to, to, do, to do that kind of a ministry. What, what are some of the challenges for that? Um, some of the challenges, in fact, probably the biggest one there is you love the people, but you've got to watch because they are needy. Sometimes they'll ask you for too much, you know, or to get too involved with them. And so to offer them God's love, but to offer it. I don't know how to even describe it because it's not in an impersonal way. You want to be very personal with them, you know, and I love those people and I love them there. Mm-hmm. But to do it, I guess, in the way Jesus would have it, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. We have Dennis back. Dennis. Um, okay. He has a question here. Um, another question he has about radio blessings versus blessings in person. Person. Okay. <laughs> not an expert on this, but <laughs> I know it's kind of like. If you watch a football game on TV or a Twins game now, you didn't play baseball. <laughs> you watch it on TV. But there's still something to that, and I think there's something to it. But the priest blessing in person, I would say if you could get it, it's the way to go. But, you know, when everybody's praying for you, they bless you. Like, and even through time, like I'm watching a tape show on EW10, and Mitch Pacquiao bless us all. You know, the Father, I still make the sign of the cross. You know? Sure, sure. Well, that, that's a good good way to point that out. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, we, we broadcast uh, on here in the Fargo Diocese on uh, two TV stations. We broadcast the Sunday Mass every Sunday, yeah. mostly for those who just can't get to Mass, uh, people who aren't mobile or, or they, they just can't get to Mass. They, they, they view the Mass they've heard the readings and everything but um they they should 
try to get communion, and, and, and that's a very important ministry. The, the uh, Eucharistic ministers that go out and, and, and give communion, Father, is that an important part, especially in the rural areas? Oh, yes, it is. And um, we do have a lot of that. I'm so busy. This is one where I feel a little deficient. Like today, I have people in the hospital in Fargo here, and I'm going to go visit them today, that I don't get to them as often as I should because, yeah, I'm just traveling so much and so busy. But it is to bring Jesus to the people, you know, and to bring it to let them know they're still part of the church. And even though you couldn't be at that celebration, you're still part of the celebration. You're part of the, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Right. The, the the ministry to the homebound, uh, bringing communion to the nursing homes and to the hospitals, um, those that are homebound. That's just such an important thing. So that's a great ministry for our listeners too to check with your local parish and see how you can be commissioned to do that ministry. Yeah, that ministry it, helped me uh, back when I had my back surgery. It was oh. Easter weekend, mm-hmm. and I could not get to Easter Sunday mass because I was just laid up at home mm-hmm. uh, after my back surgery. And I I, I did I watched the mass on. TV, but somebody came to my home from my parish and brought communion. And that was that was real special. Yeah, it was real special much. that they would do that for me. Very, much very appreciated. Much. Oh well, we want to thank everyone who uh, called or wrote in with your questions. And just a reminder that this is on at nine thirty Central Time every Monday through Friday.